Welcome to La Casa Blanca podcast. Today I'm here after the city game, after the athletic game with my boy O. Back at it again. We took a little holiday from... We still talked about Real Madrid, but, you know, uh, we didn't really want to record it, even though we had some good conversations through text. Um, how are we doing today, O? Um... I mean, I'm feeling pretty numb, <clears throat> especially after the Men's City game, how we got destroyed. But um, it's been a tough couple of weeks to be a Real Madrid fan, really. It's just we we lost, not only did we lose games, we lost players, got knocked out of the Champions League. But it's, it's a... It's, it's a good. It's it's not a good feeling, but you know, I at least it seems that we are on the brink of a big rebuild, which is you know at least we sh- we could look forward to that um, instead of just looking back at the, the at the past couple of weeks and just being absolutely depressed. Do you think that city game has to play into the revolution? Because I personally think it did. I don't know if we'd be doing all of this if we'd be this active already, if the city game didn't happen, we knew we were getting Jude, but. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's because of the city game. And I also think it's because of the new Bernabeu. I don't think Florentino wants a couple of, you know, a bunch of bums like Lucas Vasquez and, and Vallejo and, um, Eden Hazard, um, playing or being at the unveiling of the new Bernabeu because it's a brand new start. It's it's the start of a new era for the Santiago Bernabeu. And to do that you do need stars. Because when 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 um when Florentino came back well, when he became our when he first became our um um our president, um um in the beginning of the uh, of the two thousand, um, he knew you were at, at a big financial disadvantage. We were struggling financially a lot, so he came. He came along and he understood that marketing is very very important, right? So what he did was he signed the absolute best players in the world, right? They didn't necessarily. Um, succeed um sportingly which is you know it, it's 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 crucial but what they did do is they they made us fight they they made us the most valuable club in the world the most watched club in the world the most famous club in the world and cash started flowing through right and then when he left he came back and he did it all over again he signed the best players like Cristiano, Kaká, Karim Benzema, Xavi Alonso, Arbeloa, and like I said, he just he did, he did it all over again. He brought us back from the brink of death, and he signed the best players. It it worked um, sportingly and it worked uh, marketing wise, um, and I guess that's what he wants to do again. He it, we we are not at a financial disadvantage as we. As we were without him when he after he left, 
Um, but I guess he just wants to avoid it altogether, which is why he built the new Santiago Bernabeu because it's going to be a, a very steady cash flow. We're projected to our to, to earn about a 500 extra million each year from Santiago Bernabeu alone, right? So because he when 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 he leaves, he doesn't want to he doesn't want to leave us um in a in a tough situation financially, and to do that to make people appreciate the new Santiago Bernabeu, you gotta sign the player, right? You gotta sign sign Harry Kane, you gotta sign uh Kay Havers, which we'll talk about and say just how much stupid our fans are for for thinking that he's a shitty signing. You know, you gotta be interested in a player like. Alfonso Davies, you gotta sign the Jude Bellingham. Um, so yeah, and obviously the Man City game. I mean, he watched us get destroyed by Manchester City in a in a Champions League semi-final. He understood that you know you can't really wait for Mbappe in Holland anymore. Um, maybe he'll go for one of them next next summer. Who knows? But I guess he doesn't want that to. to he doesn't want that leverage, right? He doesn't want to take a risk, and he so he's focused on the present. And you know, Kareem with Kareem leaving, it's I guess he understood that it's it's time for a squad overhaul. Yeah, and it's been time for a squad overhaul for some time now. Let's be kind of honest here. We've kind of we've been you and I have been talking about it for a number of years now. Um, Probably since we've known each other, we've been saying the squad kind of needs an overhaul. And truth be told, though, the Champions League win last year was amazing. I mean, you know, as a fan, it was probably, as a Real Madrid fan, it's, out of the ones we've seen, it it's it might be, for some fans, the best they've seen. Um, fans that have seen La Decima, the three-peat, um, 2002, right? 2001, 2002. You know, for some of these fans, it might be, that might be the best one they've ever seen. Um, but. Let's be honest. That was a complete overachievement by the club. Um, and I, I, you know, I hate the whole luck thing, but good players, you know, put themselves in situations where they will be lucky. You know, like luck isn't coincidental. It's you know, you you do the things to make you so that luck isn't a thing when that ball falls to you when you get that chance when you you know. And that's kind of what Cristiano did for a long time. Um, Benz took the mantle. Vinicius has now took that mantle. Rodrigo, um, you know, you can talk about that Champions League being luck as much as you want. They talked about the three-peat being luck. The three-peat wasn't luck. Um, but, you know, Courtois put himself in a situation to make good saves. Benzema put himself in situations to score goals. Vinicius put himself in situations to assist and score goals. You know, like, uh, yes, you have to get those chances, but those, you know, Vinny beating his man isn't luck. Vinny making a cross to Benzema, that's not luck, you know. Um, It's just finishing the opportunities that you get. But that was an amazing Champions League, one that was completely, we were outmatched almost every single round um, at some point in those games. But, you know, this is the coming of the new Santiago Bernabeu. And, you know, I can't wait to be in the stadium. I can't wait to attend this, a game in the stadium. 
it's going to be magnificent. It's going to be, you know, and Florentino's a really smart guy. We know this. He's doing anything to make sure that we can compete with the Premier League. He's doing everything we can. And I think he's doing a damn good job of making sure we do that. And even more so, Barcelona is following suit with us um, in renovating the new camp, Camp Now, whatever you want to call it. Um, and they're moving to Montjuic for next season. And I think it's two seasons. And they're projected to lose a lot of money because of it. We got kind of lucky, the timing. And this is definitely luck. We got lucky with the timing because of COVID. So we could kind of just move to... Stefano and play there for you know with no fans didn't matter um and you know to a different point of Ben's leaving it's kind of a blessing in disguise um Ben's leaving helps the team helps the you know Juni Califit and uh Florentino actually say to themselves okay we now is a restarting point for the squad you know uh we need a new attack we need we need a new attack. We need new guys to help Vinicius and Rodrigo. It's a new coming of age. And honestly, if Harry Kane comes in, I don't think, like, let's say we go get Harry Kane, I don't think the club will go for Kylian Mbappe or Erling Holland um, in 2024 at the, at the at the least. You know, I think it might be something where the club looks at, at either them at 2027 or 2020, you know, whenever they decide to um, look at them and, you know, the Kareem Benzema leaving, um, though a blessing in disguise, is also something that I don't really think anyone saw coming until, you know, the rumors, rumor mill started going. And, you know, the moment I saw the rumors, I'm like, he's leaving. I, I Even when he said that quote on when he received the award from Marca, that didn't change my opinion. Everyone's like, oh, clearly he's staying. Like, that one guy on Twitter is like, I told you guys he wasn't leaving. Like, now you look like a fucking clown because he left. Like, and, you know, I had tweeted and I was like, and we can we can go to this. Um, I had tweeted and I was like, Benzema isn't leaving be- like Zidane left. Oh, I can't conform-, conform at the level anymore, so I'm leaving. He's not, that's not what he's doing. If you think that's what he's doing, you're just very, very naive. He's leaving because he's getting paid 200 million euros a year. That's why he's leaving. And I can't blame him for that. But, you know, like I said to you earlier today, it was kind of abrupt. You know, with Marcelo, we knew it was coming because of the decline. Ramos, we knew it was coming because of the, you know, the renewal uh, problems, I guess we can say. With Benzema, you know, there was no problems. We kind of just were told that he was signing for another year until 2024. Um, And, you know, you and I have been some of Benzema's biggest critics um, I, I don't, you know, I, I was more so a critic because like, I think against low blocks, he screws us a lot. Cause I think we need someone in the box. Um, while you were a critic because, you know, you, in the past you wanted him to have more of a killer instinct in the box. And I honestly, I think both those are very fair arguments and it's fine. You know, that, that type of player is fine when you have Bale and Cristiano to your left and right. But, you know, we had a young Vinicius and, Betty Valverde, you know, like we need more from our striker in those aspects. Yeah, I mean, I can't say I'm, I'm, I'm not too upset that he left. That's what I'm going to say. Um, 
I am upset that, you know, Club Legend has left us. I know it's, I mean, maybe it's the right timing, maybe it's not the right timing. I, maybe I would have preferred him to leave in 2024 so we can sign Holland or Mbappe, but, um, but I guess it's whatever. I mean, he, he, he did leave and, you know, I, I read that at the beginning of the year, Joseph, Pedrural, um, is the um the host for Chiringuito. <clears throat> he's very close to Florentino. He said it's very possible, or he did. He he actually stated that one of Cruz, Modric, and Benzema will not be a Real Madrid player next season. We, I guess, we all. I I assume, and pretty much everyone assumed there's any Modric, right? Because Cruz, we knew that he would either retire or he would. He would renew for one more year. We knew the club wanted him to to, to stay. Um, but Modric, Benzema, you know, the club we already knew that the club had already agreed an extension deal until twenty twenty four. So we said, okay, so it's not Benzema. Um, <laughs> but Modric has been declining. He has not been good at all, or maybe, or maybe he's just been average. Um. Compared to how he was, which is natural because he's 37 and he chooses to play every single game and he chooses to play with the national team even, show, even though he should have retired after the World Cup. Like, that's a conversation you've had every day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess pretty much everyone expected that it was going to be Modric, but Cruz renewed, Modric renewed, and still, and still, um, even after. Um, Benzema had agreed to to renew his contract. He still left, which you know I don't think anyone expected it. Just like we didn't expect Casemiro leaving um last year, just like we did not expect Cristiano leaving in twenty eighteen. Um, because I guess the biggest players all just they're never rumored to leave. They just leave, right? And we live. A massive, very difficult roller coaster in the past couple of days when it comes to the Benzema news because um, we 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 had a lot of news saying that he's going to leave, going to leave, going to leave. He's making a choice, blah, blah 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 blah, and then he comes out and says, "Um, uh, the internet is not reality." Blah blah blah. Marcus says that he's going to stay. Blah blah blah, and then he eventually leaves, and it, it happens in the most anti-climactic way possible. We just woke up one day and it was a club statement and he just left. No rumors, no nothing. It just it just did. Um, one day they said he was going to leave. He Marcus said he's going to stay. Total silence for a couple of days and then he leaves. Um, it's just it just, it just, I don't know. It's, it, it, it sounded pretty cruel. I mean, I, I don't. You just like I, I'm a guy who's not very pro Benzema, so I didn't care. But the people who really loved him, I mean, it, it, it must have been a, a, a very harsh reality to take. I mean, they, I mean, imagine accepting or knowing that you're, you know, Benzema, who who you love, is gonna leave, and then they say, nope, he's gonna stay, and then he eventually leaves. I didn't care, but if someone, like, I mean, if, if Ceballos, for example, was said to be um, leaving and then he ends up 
and then they say he's gonna stay, and then he gets to the, the same exact situation that he is in right now. Um, um, sometimes they say that he's gonna leave, and he's gonna stay. It's 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 total hell, and it's it's just it's just shitty. But to the to the point that you were making about you know having but having a striker who's good in low blocks and who's you know who's a fox in the box. I mean, I guess that's exactly why the club is gonna sign Jose Lu, um, to be a backup because he's gonna be a good backup. And he's actually a, a pretty much the best deal that we've made in the past five years. I don't even care. I mean, like signing a, a literal one of the best strikers in La Liga, period, for free on a loan. All you gotta do is pay his salary, which is gonna be like two mil, three mil, maybe even less. And people I mean, act like to... he's not good enough to play for us, though. That's that's what's bothering me about it. It's funny because the dude scored nine goals in eleven games against us. <laughs> so, like, you think we're uh, shitty in the league club? Imagine, is... imagine Vinicius and Rodrigo and Modric, Cruz, Bellingham feeding this guy. He had three less goals than Benzema this season, and Benz. I don't know how many penalties either of them had, but let's just say they were. Let's just say they had got the equal amount of pens, which we know isn't true. He still scored three less goals than Benzema, right? Three. I mean, the, the thing is... Playing I've for a relegation his... side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've watched Rosilu with Spain, not just Espanol. He scored a brace in 10 minutes in, on his debut in the Spanish national team. And they have a great midfield. I mean, Ceballos was on the pitch. Koke was on the pitch. They had a lot of good midfielders on the pitch. And he scored a brace. Like, imagine just Cruz and Modish and Bellingham, Ceballos, Camavinga, Fede Valverde providing to that dude. He's going to be amazing. It's not like, and it's not like he's going to be a starter or anything. He's going to be a backup. Back. When, when, yeah. when, you, when you need a goal against um, some, you need a goal against Mallorca, for example, and it's like the 80th minute. Saban Huzilu cross the ball, 9 out of 10 chances he's going to score, right? That's, that's something that we lacked. I mean, when we won the league in 2016-2017, we had Alvaro Morata, who was really good in the league. Who scored who, like 20 goals that season, by the way. Yeah, he scored 20. He scored more than Kareem Benzema that season, just coming off the bench, which was absolutely amazing. And maybe um, this is a hot take for me, but I think Jose Lu is going to do such a good job as the backup if given proper minutes, and this is if given proper minutes, I think Real Madrid will sign him permanently. Honest to God. As I, mean, a, I guess, yeah, I mean, neither of us would have any problem with that. Our stupid fan base would probably have a big problem with that because his name is not, you know, Erling Haaland. Um, you know, and the problem is, is our fan base wants, they want Kane, they want Havertz, they, they want top line of everybody, and that's just not realistic in today's football. You know, you might be able to get Kane and Havertz, but, you know, then you're not getting a right back. Then you're probably not, you know, then Davies might be in question. Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would much rather, you know, we can get into this. We don't have to right now. But, you know, I would rather get, Jose, and I've tweeted this, I would rather have Jose Lu and Kai and sign a right back than Kane, Havertz, and Jose Lu. I don't think we need all three. Or I'd rather Kane, Jose Lu, and a right back. You know, like, pick whatever you want. I prefer Kai Havertz, but... You know, I, I just don't. I, I like Kai's knockout record better than I like Kane's knockout record. Um, I mean, 
Who's he lose? Just a player who knew, who knows La Liga, right? He don't maybe you don't sign Ruzilu to any of the Champions League, for example, but you do sign Ruzilu to any of the <clears throat> the La Liga, um, because because we play against low blocks pretty much ninety percent of the time, right? And you need a striker who's going to be in the box waiting for crosses, waiting for a, a just a small chance to score one goal is going to. When you get you the three points, even if you play like shit for 90 minutes, that's who is Lou. And like I said, he knows La Liga. He knows La Liga better than any other striker that we could get from the Prem or City Out or whatever. Um, like I said, he's going to be cheap as fuck. And, and, and he has a, a great relationship with our Spanish player. He's Carbajal's, um, I, I think, brother in law. Um, yeah, he, they, he dates his wife. Twin is Jose Lu's wife. I mean, that's awesome. So he's have he's gonna have zero problems adapting to the team. He's gonna fit right in. He's in he played in Castilla for fuck's sake. He actually on his Real Madrid de- debut with the senior team, he scored a goal. He scored a goal. Cristiano Ronaldo gave him an assist and he scored a goal um on his debut. So. Those are acting. He's some bum, right? Like I said, he scored against us. He scored again against Barcelona. He scored against Sevilla. He scored against Atletico Madrid. He scored against pretty much every top La Liga team, playing like you said for relegation uh, teams who literally got relegated, right? So, you know, Kai Havertz would be an amazing signing. They're saying it's, it's, it's sixty million. In today's market, that's a steal, and we're in luck because Chelsea actually want to sell. And for know. Kai Havertz, it's a steal. It's not just in today's market. For Kai Havertz, that is a steal. Yeah. You know, I, I I read a tweet uh, from a Spanish Real Madrid fan who you know are very logical most of the time, unlike the Spanish speaking ones, who said, you know, you're not paying sixty million for Chelsea's Havertz. You're paying sixty million for Havertz for Havertz's skill set. You know. Who perhaps his potential, right? Because if Havertz was to reach his potential, he would exceed 120 million, right? Easily. He's 23. He's 23. A mainstay in the German national team. Yeah, dude, has a good UCL he, knockout record. Probably was amazing probably. in the Bundesliga. I mean, like yeah, they're, no. they're basing it off three years at Chelsea. Yeah. And the thing is, like his first year with Chelsea, he scored a goal in the UCL final. How many players in the world were available right now from that for for that price? Actually scored in a in a UCL uh, final and won the as a twenty one year and, old. Yeah, and he scored against us as well, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a goal against us um, in the knockouts, right? In, he has in, in the yeah. four games that we played against Chelsea. So I think he might have scored know. twice. Yeah, um, and. Uh, you know, sixty million for him. I mean, like I said, he's only twenty-four. Yeah, that's a steal. That's a that's an actual steal. And if you think that's a bad deal, you're honestly just very dumb. Because or you just don't all, watch Kai Havertz enough. I mean, like and actually I, watch him, not like, not like watch highlights or like. Just, you know, watch what he does off the ball. Watch what he does on the ball. You know, watch the chances he creates. He's very solid at creating chances. He's not a 10. The problem is, is Chelsea's playing him as a 9. He's not a 9. 
you know, he's not a 10. The reason Chelsea's willing to get rid of him is because they have Nkunku coming in. And Nkunku is going to fill that, you know, SS role, which is really what he is. He's an SS. That's his best position. And in today's football, it's hard to find it. You know, it's hard to find a position for a second striker, you know, because nobody runs 4 for 2s anymore except for Inter. Or they don't run a 4 for 2 but, you know, a two-striker system. Nobody really runs that anymore. It's not really that prominent. Yeah, so but, that's why Havers is so perfect because he can play as an inverted right winger. He can play that Benzema role. He would, that's what I was going to say. He would feel right. Actually, for the stats nerds, right? He, He's a great who, Benzema replacement, let's be honest. Yeah, who go to transfer market and to and, and search for uh, for um, Havers' stats with Chelsea and say, oh, he scored that, 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 these goals in these games. He must be shared because all people care about is goals and assists. With Germany, right, who actually had a good midfield, not a perfect midfield, not the best midfield, just a good midfield, who actually used him in his proper position, Kai Havertz scored 12 goals and had 12 assists. That's 24 goals and assists in 32 games. That's, that's great. That's, that's great. For a national team, that's awesome because players don't usually have um, – uh, good stats in the national teams, right? Because you only play with the national team every, uh, every few, every few weeks for a couple of games, and you usually don't play with the same players. So the fact, and he, you know, he scored in the World Cup. He scores in in, in, in Nations League. He scored in, in the World Cup qualifiers, Euros uh, qualifiers. He always scores. He no, he always performs in big games. That's why you sign Kai Havertz because he's a big game player. And that's what Real Madrid cares about. They care about big game players. That's why we signed Kareem Benzema. You know, like, because Kareem showed at a young age he was a big game player. And Kai is still a young, young, he's so young. He has so much potential. And, you know, these people are like, we don't want Kai. We only want Holland or we only want Mbappe. Or we, you know, I'm like, honestly, and this is why the one reason I'd be okay with signing Kane, it will show Mbappe that, you know what? We aren't waiting for we you. We can live without you. Yeah, like we we'll figure it out. Like you think you can turn us down twice? Like you know, and that's why I think you know. I that's the only reason I'd be okay with the Harry Kane signing. But I mean, I just I just don't. I'm the type of person that I I don't like overloading the squad with a bunch of players. You know, like I don't think we need three strikers. In what world do we need three strikers? You know, just use two. Well, you know, what about? Would, would you trust Jose Lu in a Champions League final? Yeah, I probably actually would if he got proper playing time throughout the season. Let me ask you a question. When Morata was the backup, would you have trusted Morata in a Champions League final? Because I would have. I, I screamed that night for Morata to start the game against Juventus. But That's happen. my point, is when you know you have a good backup that actually plays, yes, you're okay with that. And you know what? Give Jose Lu the proper chances to actually fill that position. And, you know, that's part of the reason why I think Kai and Jose Lu would actually be a solid fit together. Because, you know, when you're facing a low block, you know, Kai doesn't have to play every game. His, you know, when Kane, when Kane, it's, it's Benson a 2.0. His starting position is non-negotiable. Kai Havertz's starting position is negotiable. Harry Kane's starting position is non-negotiable. 
Jose Luz starting position, it's negotiable. Rodrigo's position, it's negotiable. So, you know, if you wanted to go Kai Havertz, Jose Lu, Vinicius, you could. You want to go Vinicius, Rodrigo, Jose Lu. You want to go Vinicius, Kai, Rodrigo. You know, like, you're now, you now have options. You can go Vinicius, Jose Lu, Burhim, Rodrigo. You know, you could go 4-2-3-1. You know, you, it gives you options. You could play Kai in that same position. You know, like... You can play Rodrigo in that middle position. So like you're giving yourself options. When you when you bring in Harry Kane, just like when we have we play Benzema, there's no options. It's Benzema's the nine. I mean, I'm glad that you mentioned Mbappe and Holland because I read a tweet a couple of days ago that said from a big Real Madrid account who said, Am I the only one who's not excited about signing Kane and Havertz? And a bunch of people said, yeah, yeah, you're not the only one. Uh, oh, I, too, am not excited about Caden Hoppers. And for me, that is hilarious because that is the same exact fan base who kept telling forwards, you know, to sign players day, uh, year after year. And they told him not to wait for Holland and Bobby because that he's obsessed with Holland and Bobby. The only two, you know, really exciting players in the world right now are Mbappe and Holland, right? And But whenever Florentino waits for them, He's obsessed. He should not wait for them. He should focus on them now. He should strengthen the, the squad. But now the Florentino is doing exactly that. Oh, we're not excited. We're not excited. Um, it's not necessary to sign them. Dude, like, what exactly do you guys want? These are the players that are available on the market right now. I and mean, they're not just a bunch of bums. Harry Kane had, like, 30 goals in the, in, in the Prem this season playing for Tottenham. And Kai Havertz is a young prospect that we're getting for sixty million, who's already had an amazing um, I don't want him out career in the UCL. He's proven in the UCL, so I don't know what exactly what you guys want exactly. Do you want the players? Do you want the club to sign the attackers, or do you want the club to wait? This is what because... they want. This is what they want. They want Erling at the nine and Mbappe at. At right wing, they want Vinicius on left wing. They want Bellingham as the ten. They want Casemiro at the six. They want Cruz. They want Davies. They want Militao. They want who's the other best center back in the world that uh, they might want? I don't know. And then at right back, they want Rhys James. And then in net, they're fine with Courtois. They want they want to have the best world eleven available to them. And that's just not realistic. And it shouldn't be realistic. Yeah, and and if you do buy these players, they're gonna be like. Well, I'm, I don't want Modric to leave. I don't want Benzema to leave. I don't want Cruz to leave. Let's not act like Alaba. these people don't. These players don't have massive egos either. Yeah, I don't want Alaba to get benched. You don't sign Bello Alaba to sit on, sit on the bench. He, 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 like a couple a couple of years ago, people really thought that Alaba sit on the bench. Like, ah, oh, God, God, people, you are just delusional. He Alaba would not spend one minute. On the bench for anyone, like, and why would he? He's joining Manchester City. He's a top scorer in the, in the Prem. He's breaking records, and he's in the Champions League semi, uh, yeah, Champions League final on his first year. Why would he? Why? Why would he wait just to sit on the bench for anybody? It's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, like just talking about Holland it crossed my mind. I mean, if it if it's possible, which is not. To sign Julian Alvarez from Manchester City, honestly, I would be happy. I Me would too. Really be happy. I like Julian Alvarez a lot. Yeah, but he's the only Argentinian that I would, I would break the no Argentinian rule for. 
I hate Argentinians. They <laughs> they ruin everything that they touch. They're just horrible people. But he's a great player. And I mean, just thinking about it, I mean, would 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 City be would would City sell? Because we know that they want to keep Holland, right? Julian doesn't so want to he, leave anyway. Who? Julian Alvarez doesn't want to leave anyway. I mean, he's he, very he, happy with his role at City, apparently, according to Fabrizio Romano. Yeah, but you could convince him. I mean, I think a, so too. A possible starting role, and just all you gotta do is tell him you have the best striker in the world, possibly the best player in the world, starting. You'll never get a single single start, really, unless you leave. Never, unless you leave. And you won't be leaving for a shitty club. You're going to be leaving for the best club in the world. The only club he's going to leave for is Real Madrid. And if you're there, you know, he'll never come. Yeah, so, I mean, you just, you got to try and put put pressure on City. Because then they'll have to choose. Because I don't think it's possible to keep the two of them. It's, they're, they're, they're way too good to keep both of them. And, you know, have one start, have one on the bench. That's just not realistic. That's, I mean, that's, that's basically what Ramadan fans have been screaming at. Yeah, they want two world-class strikers. To, 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 one, for, one for the bench and one, one to start. You know, they, they, I don't they know always use the City as an, uh, an example, too. I, do, I mean, Bernardo's not happy. He wanted to leave. Uh, for the longest time, Marez was not happy because he wasn't getting the, the proper game time. Ake was about He's to still leave not. last year to Chelsea. Yeah. Ake was about to leave last uh, last year to chill. Uh, they bought Calvin Phillips, and I haven't seen him wear a city jersey once. Dude, I forgot they even bought, bought that guy. I, he didn't even play against us, did he? I, I didn't see him. I haven't Maybe seen him. Um, I know he was hurt until yeah. the World Cup, but he still made the World Cup squad. I mean, the thing is, like, he, like I don't watch City, admittedly, but they do have like, a strong squad, but at the same time, they don't really use their bench players. Like, against us, I don't think they made that many subs. I don't even remember them making subs. Like, in the first game, they made zero subs, right? Like, they have Foden on the bench who was supposed to be the next big thing, and he's just not. He's been he's been kicked to the, kicked to the side. So let's not use Man City as, a, as an example because their players are, will leave. Most of their players are going to leave. Most of their bench players are going to leave because... You know, if you're not playing, you're not happy. Automatic. Yeah, I don't care who you are. If you're not playing, unless you're Mariano Diaz and Jesus Vallejo, who are just happy to be here. Well, because, you know, they that's a little different, though. Like, imagine living in Manchester. Like, that literally made what's his Nolito go, become depressed. Nolito. Yeah, and David Diaz's uh, girlfriend wanted to move to Madrid because. I mean, why would you live in, why would you live there? I mean, like, Madrid is one of, Spain, all Spanish cities are some of the best cities in the world, man. So, that's why I can't blame Mariano Diaz or Jesus Vallejo. But I can blame someone for living in Manchester. So, I want to, I want to, I want to read you this piece of news. That, that piece of breaking news. Real Madrid will offer Harry Kane a three-year contract and 11 million euros per season and Real Madrid are planning an opening bid of 80 million euros for Harry Kane. On a three-year deal, I'm very okay with that. I just I mean, don't want him on a five. 
he's not going to get fired, that's for sure. But for me, the question will be, um, if <laughs> will the, the Jew, Daniel Levy, accept 80 million euros for Harry Kane? How much is that in, in British pounds? Because I know he wants like 100 pounds for Kane. Eating... That's like a uh, sixty-eight million. Yeah, he ain't accepting that. Yeah, ever. But I mean, like I told you before, I mean, I, I guess we could negotiate. That would be a good uh, starting a good place to start the negotiations. Maybe it'll end up being like a ninety million euros deal. Um, I guess that would be fair. I guess I mean it's actually I guess it's better to lose them to a either a a a, a team or for free because these are these two options. Which you know, if she leaves for free, it's gonna lead to a prem team either way. So you know, because we are the only other team in the world that can afford it. Maybe Byron, but I know Byron are interested in uh, um the other Englishman. Um, Declan Rice, which doesn't make million. sense to me. Is Kimmich leaving? I mean, I don't think that. So. Why would they like Kimmich? That, I mean, if you're signing Rice for a hundred mil, then one of your players must be leaving. Yeah, I mean, apparently Kimmich is a big fan of Xavi Hernandez. Um, I mean, let's say growing up. Lasaita Rubio, who we know is a good, is a great source for it said that Kimmich would be given us priority if we were inter ever interested in him, but I don't see us being interested in him at really. Our, our midfield is beyond stacked at this point. Well, the only way I could see it happening is if Chua, like, let's say we sold like Chua Mani to Liverpool and then. And then we brought in Kimmich. But I hear a lot of people, like, I hear, like, Keon Sabani um, was like, well, if we bring in Kimmich, I want him to play right back. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. I'm right not back. putting Joshua Kimmich at right back if I'm any manager. And why would he agree to that? Um, Honestly, just, just if you're going to play someone at right back, just fucking sign Frimpong. Yeah, exactly. Frimpong is, is the truth. I've watched so much Leverkusen in this season because of my boy Chavi. Such a fan. You know, it it seems like a, like it's it it it, it is Kai Abbas for sixty million. It's that's fucking nothing. I, I'm I'm shocked that that deal seems Chelsea, done and dusted. Yeah, I'm shocked that Chelsea did not ask for like a hundred mil. We know them. We know them for a while. They hate, dude. Maybe it's just the change in management. They would have just gone softer. Maybe honestly, of, I think they, they want to get the rid money. of them. Oh, I think they want to get rid of them because I think they've actually gotten intelligent and they're like. Oh my God! This is why Potch said no to Joe Felix. I'm sure Potch said, "Look, if we get an offer for Kai that's decent, let's accept it." We have Nkunku coming in, and all three of them's best position is the same exact thing, which really doesn't even exist in football today. If, if Nkunku was available, would you would you take him? I would have taken Nkunku a long time ago. 
would probably say. Whether you play like a, as a as a nine and a half or a false nine or whatever you want to call it, or you play him on the wing, you know, you know, um, it's all about really how a player plays on the pitch rather than where he starts. Right? And you can start him as a as a right wing, but he doesn't necessarily have to play like an actual right wing. You know that players go deeper as game progresses; they go central as game progresses. Like Gareth Bale used to do, you know. I mean, yeah, Gareth Gareth Bale was not an outright winger, especially in 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 later in his career. I mean, he basically became a striker, and he was amazing. Like in tw- that that twenty sixteen twenty seventeen um well and twenty fifteen twenty sixteen season for for Gareth Bale was incredible. He had the most headers of all the players in Europe. Um, so that's not a, that's not your typical winger, right? Yeah. Um, and guess what? Guess who is good in the air? Who scored a header against us? Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz. So. Messi to Barcelona looks like it's almost done, by the way, on a different note. Who said it? I thought he was going to Saudi Arabia. Uh, it seems that uh, Barcelona... So what happened is La Liga has approved Barcelona's plan to sign Messi. Well, wait, hold on. however the league sees that it, it'll be impossible for the club to sign with one. Oh, so he still exceeds the, uh, the wage bill. So they're not going to be able to sign him, for now at least. I guess they need to sell players. They need to sell big players to, 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 to sign him. Um, I mean, they, get, they could sell Ansel Fati, but... Who would pay money for Anthony Fatty? Apparently, they had a $150 million offer from Manchester United last summer. Yeah, last summer when he had, when he had knees and wasn't benched for like 90% of the season. I'm not a fan of um, him for that price, to be honest. But Honestly, I wouldn't pay like $20 million for him at this point. He's, just, he's, he's been trash. Trash. Um, I mean, I, I'm looking at their squad and I don't see a play. I mean, Kunde, I, I heard that Kunde wants to leave. Maybe they'll sell Kunde. Yeah, probably because he doesn't want to play right back. Well, we, we actually talked about that when, when they signed him. I, we said, like, they're going to play Kunde as a, as a right. Why sign even why even sign Kunde? That, that signing made absolutely no sense. I mean, these are the types of signings you just, you just look at and, 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 and think to yourself, that's gotta be money longer in some way, right? Because why would they sign Kunde when they have Christensen? Um, when they had Eric Garcia, it was trash. We well, you know it's trash, but they have him. And Araujo, um, that, when they signed Kunde, they already had PK. So that's a lot of center backs. And what you do, you play him as a right back. That's fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. Um, but you know, back to Real Madrid stuff. Uh, Fran Garcia already signed 
the club is looking to move for Lynn Mendy, which we have both been saying for a very long time. And, you know, I think part of we can talk about Ferland Mendy a little bit. Part of the Ferland Mendy problem isn't just he's not good going forward or he's bad at the back. It takes he gets injured a lot and then it takes him five games to get back into decent form. And then he's in decent form for a game and then he gets injured again. That has been the Ferland Mendy story for two seasons now. And we paid what, 55 mil for this guy, 50 mil for this guy? We'll be lucky to get 30 back. I mean, maybe we could include him in the deal for either Kai Hubbard or Harry Kaz. I mean, I I, I just don't see why him. anyone would want him. I mean, Prem teams are stupid. The only Prem team that might actually want him would be City, but they got Ake and Akanji to play that position. Maybe Newcastle. Maybe. Especially because they'll want proper depth for... Um, because they're in Champions League. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I see a bunch of um, a bunch of um, Prem teams being interested in uh, definitely for not for fifty. But honestly, if we get any type of money for him, mean, it would be just the fact that he would not be in my club would make me happy. I don't care how how much money we would get for him; he's not gonna renew. We're not gonna offer him a contract. That's for sure. So. He might as well just leave, and we're not going to use him because Frank Garcia is ten times the player that he's ever going to be. So he's he's not going to be he's going to not going to be starting. He, I mean, even if he does start, he's going to get injured. So having him in the squad is going to be absolutely useless. And if the club is interested in in Davies for this summer, I was shocked to hear that we want him this summer, not in twenty twenty four when he's got one year left on his contract. Yeah. Um. That's going to be that the club absolutely does not want Mendy. If they're interested in Davies now, um, although I mean, I I'm I'm kind of worried that they're not interested in a right back. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the problem for me, right? Like, why why are they not interested in a, in a right back? That's kind of worrying and it's kind of weird, but I kind of understand it because there's there are not really that many good right backs in the world right now, um, except maybe Fred Pong. I really can't. M- Mazwari. Think of, Apparently I don't think he plays for, for Bayern. Yeah, he wants out. Apparently, he, Tuchel only has him in his plans as a backup. Awesome. Um, yeah, I mean... But Bayern just, isn't really a selling club, let's be honest. It's very hard to force Bayern's hand to sell. And that's why I don't think the Kimmich deal is actually realistic for anybody in the world. Because why? why would Bayern get rid of the best DM in the world? Seriously. I have no idea. I mean, the fact that they're interested in, in Rice just makes me very suspicious. Because why would you pay 100 mil for Rice when you have Kimmich? Unless they want to, unless Tuchel wants to change something, which is very interesting when I think about it. Because Kimmich could play as an eight; he would actually be really good as an eight. You know. Um, I mean, I guess Tuchel had both Conte and Jorginho play together, and you know they're not—they're not—they're definitely not eights, right? They're no. both—they're like double pivot sixes. sixes, yeah. So I guess he's trying to recreate that with Rice Cage. I mean, apparently all of Sane, Mane, and Gnabry are all on the market from him. He doesn't want any of them. 
Um, imagine Nagalsman got all this freedom, right? Like, Nagalsman begged for a striker. They didn't give him a striker, so he just played Chupa Motang the whole year. And Chupa Motang looked really good, actually, let's be honest. Um, but Tuchel wants a proper nine. I, I, I just don't. I don't know where he's going to find one. Uh, honestly, I heard that Harry Kane rejected him. I don't know why. That's weird. Um, I guess Vlahovic would probably be a good fit, and Oshiman, uh, maybe Kulu Muani. I mean, actually, there are a lot of nines available that are really good. I would prefer Kulu Muani over Kane, but that's just me. I would not take that guy. For you don't like him? <laughs> not because I don't like him, but because he... He, he fucked arguably, up the champ- the World Cup yeah, he, final. Yeah, he made the he made the world worse. <laughs> he made the world a worse place to live in. Something to think about with that is, would Mbappe be the clear favorite for the Ballon d'Or if he f- scores that goal? Um. Yes. Exactly. So why is Messi the favorite for the Ballon d'Or? It doesn't make any sense. So we're so we're ba- we're we're banking the Ballon d'Or on one singular play by one player and I mean, a, dude, it's one funny game in one because game. Messi Messi fans are saying that oh they're they're quoting this the Vinicius's stats in the league not this season but in the league and saying Vinicius cannot be the best player in the world he cannot be he cannot win Ballon d'Or because his stats in the league are this and that I think he has like he has like uh, nine goals and assists something like that um I was like, well, guess who won FIFA the best after scoring six goals in Uber Eats League? Lionel fucking Messi, because criteria, each criteria that people pick, net pick every single year for a Ballon d'Or winner does not, never applies to Messi. He just, he's won the World Cup, um, what is it, six months ago, I think? The World Cup was? Yeah, and, it was in November, December, something like that. And the Ballon d'Or is given like three months, right? Um, I think he's given in October, maybe? And he's still basically the favorite for it. And he's been playing like shit with, uh, with PSG. They, 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 they boo him pretty much every game. <laughs> so, and he's, he's still the favorite to win the Ballon d'Or. It's sickening. But I guess we really cannot be upset because... It's just how the world is. They they like to suck his ass. They these wars just do not mean anything anymore. I guess. Huh. Just a popularity contest. Yeah, and you know, not that I wanted to get into Ballon d'Or talk, but just just some food for thought. Um, where do you want to go from here? Uh, I mean. Yes, the next question would be how we will lighten up, given that we sign each and every player that we're interested in. How would you lighten up? With, if we signed everybody? Yeah, if we signed everybody. Every player that we're currently interested in negotiating oh, for. Jesus whatever. Christ. Um, yeah, indeed. <laughs> Davies, Alaba, Militao, I guess Carvajal, because we're not linked with any right backs. Um, honestly, I'd probably run like a four, two, three, one, um, 
and then Kamavinga and Chuameni, and then a front four of Kai, Vinicius, Rodrigo, and Kane. Well, that's very attacking. Well, you know, all out, huh? uh, dude, you should know me by now. I'm like, I'm like fucking Cruyff. I'd rather win five four than one nothing. So, I mean, I guess Cruyff would rather make a billion passes and just score one goal. I guess that's the Cruyff way. No, it's, that's like this whole Cruyffism is a, that they that the Barcelona fans talk about is a fucking lie. They'll tell you otherwise, but it's a fucking lie. There was one cup final. I think it was a Super Cup final or a, Chan- a Copa del Rey or something like that, where fucking Cruyff sat in a low block against Real Madrid and won, won a Copa del Rey against Real Madrid. A low. This dude sat in a low block and fucking just defended for 90 minutes. And we have to listen to Barcelona fans talk about how Cruyff played a certain way. All the time, no matter what, and he just didn't, and it's just a fucking lie. And but Cruyff, Cruyff did say multiple times, "I'd rather win four three than win one nothing." So you know, I, I'm kind of in the same thought process in that. I always have been. You know, I, I like good attacking football. Um, and honestly, I think Carlo, and you know, I, I think this is something that isn't really talked about enough. And you know, a lot of people don't want Carlo here, but you know. Kai Havertz will probably have his best season of his career under Carlo. What player has he? Ronaldo has his best season of his career under Carlo. Benzema had his best season of his career under Carlo, attacking-wise. Vinicius had his best season of his career under Carlo. Rodrigo had his best season of his career under Carlo. Where Charleston had his best season of his career under Carlo. Yeah, I mean, Ancelotti is really good at developing... um, Attackers, not so much the defense, but attackers. He, when it comes to attackers, he is special. I mean, and I guess that's a good thing why we keep it in until twenty twenty four, um, so that he would, he would, he would, he would definitely do well with a player like Kai Havertz, who just needs a bit, a bit of confidence. Um, he needs, he needs to be using his proper position in a way that would, um, use his skill set in the best, uh, best way possible. I guess. Yeah, and you know, it's just he's just a he's a player that I think we could get a lot out of. And honestly, he has a very unique skill set. I think that's something that's kind of underrated. And another thing that's, you know, what left-footed attackers do we have? We have none. We right now we barely have any attackers. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, players in attacks. <laughs> Imagine we go into preseason not having signed any attackers and it's just Vinny and Rodrigo with Alvaro up top. I mean, dude, but also, you know, this is something that needs to be talked about. What about Alvaro? I mean, Carlos said in, like, February, Alvaro is going to be with the first team next year. Okay, that's fine. But if you go sign Kane, Kai, and Jose Lu, Alvaro is not with the first team. Alvaro is barely with Castilla at that fucking point. I mean, the only explanation would be Mr. Carlo and Shilafi lied. Which he's known to do. Yeah. He's a fucking liar. He's always been a liar. Which is funny. I mean, I, I, I don't think he does it intentionally most of the time. I think he does it to protect the players. He does it so that, you know, media would get off our asses. 
he does for. I mean, I and I guess he just didn't predict the overhaul that the club would do. I mean, I, I, I did you even predict that we would terminate Ian's Ian's um contract? I didn't. No, I I thought we would just pay him because like we did with Bale. But the one thing I said this to a friend, the one thing about Bale is at least Bale was still a usable asset. Yeah, I mean, like when Bale played, Bale still played well. Yeah, I I thought it was funny because last year we could have just did the same thing with Mariano, but just we didn't we didn't. But we did it with Nazar, which is. It just it just shows just how bad he is. Well, and you can just tell the club feels in a find it comfortable in the fin- current financial situation. Um, I think a lot of it ha- probably had to do with the stadium not being completed on time. Because um, you know, I remember about two years ago we were told like winter twenty twenty three, and by winter I mean like December, um, not like January. So. Not sorry, not twenty twenty three. We're in twenty twenty three. Sorry, December twenty twenty two. That's what we were told at the beginning, but then COVID hit and it kind of messed everything up. And so I think the club just finally feels in a financial, comfortable enough in a financial situation to be able to make these decisions. Yeah, I mean, I, I told you that I predict that we have about five hundred mil ready for signings, maybe even more. I mean, we've been saving up for so long. We've and there's been a lot of people on Twitter, remember, that say that the club's actually broke and they're just lying to us. Yeah. I mean, I don't even want to talk about these people. They're fucking idiots. Um, and we had a lot of a, a lot of top earners leave. We had Marcelo leave, who, who was on 10 million a year. We had Benzema leave, who was also on 10 million a year. I Maybe think, even more. I, don't know. I think Benz was on more. Um, yeah. Based on the La Liga figures I saw, because now you can look up uh, the contracts of players. Remember that used to be like confidential. Now it's kind of open. Um, and Benzema was the second or third highest earner in La Liga this past year. Wow. Eden I mean, was I, the I, highest, but yeah. Eden only so, made like twenty five k more a year than uh, Benzema. That's. Very and then Boozy was uh, the other top three. I don't remember if he made more or less than Boozy. But... Um, yeah, I mean, and then you have Ramos, who was, all, I think he was in 10 mil flat. Maybe, maybe a bit probably more. Probably a but... bit more. I think he was probably in like the 18 to 20 range. Would be my guess. That's... Wait, I, I mean, I'm talking net, not, not, uh, um, I'm I'm talking net salary, not um, the other way. Yeah, I know what you mean. Net and what's the pre-tax figure called? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I mean, okay. Basically, we're going to save about, we've saved about, in the last couple of years, we have saved around 200 mil in in just, just player salaries, right? Yeah. So we we have more money than people could actually fathom right now. Because they're fucking stupid. They don't think we have that that much money. We had that much money. We just we would just we just had different plans than the ones that we currently do. Just because we because when you sign Kylian Mbappe, Kylian Mbappe's gonna want like a fifty million year contract. So you, you have to be prepared for that. Um. So. Oh, it was Frankie yeah. de Jong was second. That's who it was. I knew it was a Barcelona DM. Frankie de Jong is now the highest played player in La Liga. 
I guess that's why they wanted him out. Yeah, that is why they want him out. And Vinicius is up there as well, by the way. That's before or after he's renewed. After. Vinicius makes more than Luka Modric. And Griezmann. No, him and Griezmann make the same. I mean, I'm pretty sure that um, his contract says that he will keep, his salary will keep increasing as... um, in, in, in like a couple of years, just like Jews, he's gonna start at like six mil, and then he's gonna go up to like eight in like twenty twenty six, some shit like that. So Vinny Griezmann, Alba, and Oblak all make four hundred fifty five four hundred thousand five hundred seventy seven a week. Who gave Oblak that much money? I don't know. Give that money to Courtois. Pjanic is still on the list, too. He's top 15. <laughs> Who? Pjanic. Mirlin Pjanic. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's top 15. He makes 300K a week. Yeah. Bartomeu really fucked Barcelona. So, Hazard makes before tax 31K, and Benzema makes 24K before tax. So, it's there's a big difference. And Frankie almost makes as much as Eden. God, who? Why did they pay him that much? He's a kid. Seriously, Honestly, when they signed him. No he was idea. a kid, bro. He's twenty-five. I mean, they, they're they're bankrupt for a reason. I guess they're they're, they're in that much shit right now for a reason. God, we gave... really. Cocaine makes good money too. Jesus, that's wild. Ramadan's transfer window will be very hot, unlike previous years. Okay, so I think we should talk about Asensio. I mean, I, sh- I think we should talk about the players that, that left. I mean, we, t- we already talked about Benzema. So okay, let's start with Hazard. There isn't, I mean, there isn't really much to talk about when it comes to having... Uh, for me, I mean, on a personal level, I'm very upset for him. I'm, like... I mean, I'm kind of sad to see him go, honestly. Like, not not for, like, the wages and stuff. Just He for... was just good vibes, right? He was just Well, not only that, dude. just, like, we all wanted him to succeed so bad. And even, even so, some of our fans literally, like, brainwashed themselves to, like, think that he was better than he actually was. But we all wanted him to succeed so bad, and he just he just couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it, that, that, sometimes, I just, Think to myself, what would have happened hadn't Thomas Mounier tripped him? Or I still think he would broke have his bucket. Nah, I don't think he would. I mean, he didn't take care of his body, um, man. Bottom line, throughout when he was younger. But that injury, really, I mean, an ankle injury—that's something that could just kill you. Even if that's right. That's what Kane has a life. lot of. Remember, we t- remember. I was like, Kane's injury history worries me. You're like, he hasn't been injured in a while. I'm like, yeah, but it's the legs, man. Got a lot of ankle injuries. I mean, it, 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 it's 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 Ian's um, um, situation, but in reverse. I mean, Ian was not; it was rarely ever ever, ever injured with Chelsea, but he no, came never. and he got injured. But you know, with Spurs, Kane got injured a couple of times, but now he's not; he's not, he hasn't been injured in, in two years. So, like, maybe maybe he's changed something. Uh, maybe he stopped doing things that he didn't do. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I looked at his injury history. It, just, it didn't seem really that concerning. I mean, he 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 was out 
for lo- for a long period of time in a couple of seasons, but he wasn't injured often. You know what I mean? Um, yes, I do know what you mean. Um, His age is really so, the concern for me, anyway. But yeah, but on a three-year contract, I mean, he's gonna be thirty-two. Contract expires, so thirty-two, thirty-three. We don't. I don't know when his birthday is. Not that that actually. I think it's in. Much, I but. think it's, it's it's later this year. He's twenty-nine now. I don't really know. So back to Hazard, though. Um, honestly, like, so his birthday's in July. So he, he, he'll turn by the 30. time we okay. sign him. He's gonna be thirty. Okay. It really sucks to see how this just ended. Honestly, just you know, I. I, I know you wanted him to succeed bad. I wanted him to succeed bad. I thought he could, you know, I thought coming here he could become like a 15 to 20 goal square a year, not including, like, because he wouldn't take pens. Like, you know, I figured he'd get some tap-ins. He'd play like 40, 50 games a year. And, like, I think this year he only played like nine games or something. His sighting made a big, I mean, he, we we waited for an entire year, starting 2018 when he had that incredible, incredible World Cup performance. We were like, we cannot wait until. And said concerts. he wanted to leave Chelsea. Yeah, we from just, Madrid. We were so excited to wait. Uh, we were just excited to see him, and it didn't happen. And then he came a, le- a year later. After we pushed and pushed and pushed with Chelsea, and it was hell. But eventually, he did come, and. He was happy. Like, I mean, he, the, the thing is, that was his dream, right? That was his childhood dream to play for Real Madrid. He made it happen. The fact that that dream was taken away from him, um, and in the worst possible way, I mean, he didn't even have one good season. He didn't even have the best run of games. He just, he just stopped. He, he, he didn't do anything. It's like, he came and he left. He made zero impact. And last year, he stood in the celebrations uh, for the Champions League, and he said he's he's gonna do his best to come back and be the player that he used to be, and he just couldn't. He, he didn't. I, I I said that I'm glad that he said he said that he's he's, he's feeling confident, but. He was never going to do this here because we have Vinicius and he's just never going to start. And it was never going to be possible anyway. His body yeah. is be- broken beyond repair at this point. To um, left wing. Yeah, and then and then he did an interview uh, earlier in, in this year and said that he's sorry. He, he's trying, but he just can't. And that interview just broke my heart, honestly. Um, because he's, you know, and they earn a lot of money. And they have a lot of glamour. And he, they, he still won trophies and shit. But at the end of the day, these players are still human, right? If when you dream that you work very hard to make true, is destroyed in the worst possible way, you just got to feel for him, you know? You know, he, he, he wasn't even given any type of chance to, 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 to play, to prove himself or whatever. Um, he just, he just didn't, um, so it, it just, it, I don't know. I mean, it just, it just, on a personal level, it's just, it's very upsetting what happened to him. And I just hope that he's okay mentally, you know, because 
that like I would be depressed if that shit happened to me, and then the club of my dreams just terminated. My gosh, and apparently we only gave him half his salary, and he accepted that, and and that he was very he was he was very professional with these uh, termination um, negotiations, which is something that you expect from from a player like Hazard. You know, he, he never complains. He never he he never um, he didn't do he a never bail. Talk- like he didn't pull a bail. Like. You know, yeah, like bail badmouth the club, not really the club. Bad, bail badmouth the media a lot, and Bale would kind of badmouth the fans for booing him. Um, but you know, I, I do think our fans have gotten a little better in a sense of, you know, like we when we see right, we kind of stand up for our players now. You know, I, mean, I, I honestly, I think that the reason for that is because of Bale. Um, because because when he left, fans started to appreciate him. I mean, they they chanted chanted his name. They they he, he gave them autographs, and you know he Bale does love the club. Very he does. Much. You I can think, see that. And, yeah, and I think they understand that because when 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 um, we 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 won Copa del Rey, he congratulated us. Um, when he just got racially abused, he defended. He stood up, um, yeah. He defended Vinny, and he came to visit visit us um, last summer um, when we did a tour in in, in America. Um, when he played in in L A L A F C, yeah. So, I mean, and that was fresh. I mean, he, his contract has just ended, so. His beef is not the club. He loves the club, I guess. Um, and just the same with Eden. But Eden, I mean, the fans really wanted Eden to succeed. Um, he did not receive any bad treatment from our fans at the stadium at all. He wasn't booed. He, he, nobody cursed at him. And no. the reason for that, he's always been a professional. He's, he's just he's just a good guy. He's just a really, really decent human being. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he helped a lot of our young players, and he's just the way they talk about him, the way that I've, I've even heard from a couple of sources that um, the players were really upset and angry that he wasn't get, get, getting game time. I mean, the only way that the players would feel upset that their teammate is not getting enough game time is because they just like him. Yeah. You know? So he must be a really good professional, a really good player. I don't. I mean, on a personal level, I guess just not that good of a player anymore and that 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 is the reason why we just have to get rid of him and it's upsetting but it's the reality that we have to deal with and it's the best for the club doesn't retire like i would like i hope he i hope he signs to an mls club like i would love to see him in america like i think i know little i I know go I was just gonna say that I know that a Canadian club, uh, I think his name is Vancouver FC or something like that, is interested in. So maybe, maybe, maybe you can you can you can see him in a year or two. Yeah, I would love to. You know, I, I might show up in a Real Madrid, my Real Madrid Hazard jersey. What a terrible buy that. Um. <laughs> oh man. Um. Who who would you give the number seven now that we just ended? You know, our Hazard talk. What? Who would you give the number seven to? I want to give it to Vinicius, but I know that he wants it. 
Uh, he, he's very attached to that number, maybe pro- probably because his idol's Neymar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I don't want Rodrigo to have the seven either. Give it to Kai Havertz then. I I think I think Florentino is going to ask Vinicius to take it though. He should. He should take it. He's our franchise player, and our franchise player has always won the seven, except the Stefano. No. Well, De Ste- oh, well, I meant I meant more so like the franchise player always wore seven. De Stefano wore yeah. ten. Yeah, I mean, I mean, number ten is also a very important, um, yeah, number in football in general. I mean, but it, it's been worn by most. I mean, I guess that that the reason for that is just the, the La Liga rule that only allowed twenty five numbers, twenty five players. I like that rule, yeah. man. I really don't. I really, really don't. I don't like having these obscure numbers, bro. They suck. And I'm not talking about obscure, but like number 29. That's not obscure. That's a very normal number. I don't think that's a football number, though. I I don't. I don't see it that way. It's just just a number, after all. See, I I don't. I see. I think the numbers hold weight. You know, like if you're in the starting eleven, you should have one through eleven. If you're a keeper, you should be one of thirteen. You know, like that's kind of how I see it. So you want to give, you know, Courtois is maybe number number. So if a player is like number twenty four, he shouldn't he shouldn't be in the starting eleven. It depends on their age, but like if a young player, like let's say, like if Be- like if Bellingham came and was like, I want number twenty two because I wear twenty two, I'd be like, okay, that's fair. But I'd be like. In five years, just so you know, you're going to have the number 10. Like, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. And it's not going to be up for debate. If you if you reach your potential, you're going to be wearing the number 10 at Real Madrid. That's just the way it is. You know? Um, that's kind of the way I see it. Um, unless, like, Rodrigo picks the 10 or something. Like And, like, I, I have some friends that are like, I want Vinicius to make 20 his number. Like, Marcelo made 12, like, popular. And, like, I see that point of it, too. Like, but 20 is just not that good of a number. I mean, he's, he's, he's our, like I said, he's a franchise player. He should get the seven. Cristiano I agree. Wore it. I agree. Raul Warren. Mariano Diaz. Mariano Diaz, franchise player. I, I guess we can oh, use this to transition to Mariano Diaz. Um, honestly, he's another player I feel kind of bad for in a sense. Not in like, I just wonder how his career would have been completely different um, if he never came back. He should have went to Sevilla. We came in, we swooped him up from Sevilla, and we fucked it up, man. Like, we we kind of fucked his career. Um, he he I, had okay, then go ahead. eighteen goals with Leon, um, which is a great return for a young striker. And you know he came in and. Lopetegui kind of used him a little bit, and he really wasn't that bad when Lopetegui used him. And then he just lost all confidence. He became this clunky, clumsy footballer that has a terrible touch, which he really didn't. And he was, you know, he was a jewel of Castilla. You know, like I just think, I think his career trajectory would have been better if we didn't buy him. And you know, partially that is his fault for you know forcing to stay here. Um, but you know, we see we see so many strikers that have failed here and where they've kind of ended up. And Marat is not a failure, but Borja Mayoral is stuck at Hatafe. 
Uh, Jovic is at Fiorentina, who are in the Conference League finals, so I'll give that to him. Um, but, you know, he hasn't really lit up the world at Fiorentina. Um, and now Mariano Diaz, who I, I just think, I think he's better than, he's. I think he's a better player than he's played as a Real Madrid player. I don't think so. I think what ruined his career is is, is persistence to stay. And what really made me not feel bad for him is because is mainly because his agent still wanted to negotiate a new deal to stay around Madrid. Like this guy just doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't give a fuck about football at all. Because even when he's gotten all the money that he needed from the club, he still wants to stay and just chill. If you want to stay in Madrid, just go to Hedafi or go to Rayo Vallecano. You will be great there. But, bro, I mean, it's, you, you do have a footballing career to worry about. Now, like, I mean, life would be good if you could just chill and do absolutely nothing, but that's not how shit works. Yeah. No. Yeah, and honestly, that's uh, that's all I have to say about Mariano. That's fair. I think you know. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here. Um, and we kind of already talked about Benzema. Um, so Asensio, you know, just I was I was a huge Asensio fan for a really long time. Um, and then he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Honestly, I stopped being a Shinsio fan after Cristiano left, and he's like, you know, someone's got to take the mantle, but that's not me. I, I just, that from that moment on, I was like, this guy doesn't have the mentality to succeed at Real Madrid. So, you know, I just, I, I thought he was really good this year, but I think he was only really good this year because he wanted a contract year. You know, he wanted... He wanted to. He wanted to get paid. Yeah, I mean, honestly, whenever people mention Asensio, the first thing that I remember is his goal against Sevilla in Super Cup, in the, in the European Super Cup, and what what came after that. Whenever he was subbed on, whenever he played the game, he looked amazing. Pretty much everyone thought he was going to be... He was supposed to be our franchise player after Cristiano left. We just... We had we had a lot of... Expect, we had heavy expectations on this thing. I mean, the media definitely played a, a malicious... A very malicious part when it comes to Ascension's career because they they put a lot of pressure on him. But I, I, I mean, that's kind of unfair, but... The thing is, I mean, he, when you play for Real Madrid, you're you're in the spotlight. Um, there is just that's that that's just how it is, you know. And then when Cristiano left, he was supposed to be our franchise. He was supposed to be the face of the club. Even with Bale, even with uh, Karim Benzema still being there, he was supposed to be our best attacker. We all expected it to happen. He was young. He was good. He was, you know, he was amazing, and just it didn't happen. That interview that you just mentioned, mentioned when he said that he, you know, there are he he, he said that there are other players, um, 
other big players who should be, you know, who should take the mantle from Shadow and be the leaders in attack. That's that really pissed me off when he said it, and it still pisses me off in this day because it really does show that he does not have that mentality. Even if, if there are bigger players than you, even if there there are, you know, players who are higher in the hierarchy of the team, you should still say, yes, I am willing to take that opportunity and I'm, that I'm willing to be the best attacker on the team. Um, that's the only way you should really look at it. I don't really care who's on the team. If you play for Real Madrid, you should always aspire to be the best player on that team. I don't care if Kareem Benzema is next year, Bill is next year. Fuck them. I mean, like I said, he was supposed to be our franchise player. It just didn't work. And then eventually, he just became a backup. He just became a player that we sub on when, you know, for a few games. We and the whole Asensio cycle means story that he he would get subbed on. He would play great. We started in the following game. He plays like shit. He gets benched, and you just do it all over again. And it's sad. We offered him a new contract. He said no. He and then he went to PSG like a fucking idiot because he, they would give him ten million a year. So he, for me, he's just left for the money because he's a fucking like I said, he's a fucking idiot. He's never gonna be a starter there. He will never be one of the best players in the world there because first of all, PSG are shit, and second of all, I'm pretty sure they will sign other players. We're gonna start in his position, and he's still he will still be a backup. So for Asensio, I don't really have, I don't really feel bad for him. I don't really, I'm not really gonna miss him. I I've always thought it would be he would be good squad players, just a player to score against the likes of Mallorca and Osasuna and shit. And but I guess he wants more, and that's fine. But if you wanted more than you should not have went to PSG. Yeah, I mean, but with all these PSG players leaving, maybe he'll he thinks he can have a starting role in the right wing. Um, Messi's leaving. Neymar's kind of been up in the air, and you know, in the head attack. And Mbappe looks like he might be the only one that's staying. The problem is, isn't is Neymar going to accept a move away? I guess that's really the question for that one. Um, and then with Kareem, do you have anything else you want to add about Kareem? Not really. I think I've said everything about him. Okay. Um, um no, go. Nope. Um, I was just, no, I, was, I didn't really have anything else. Um, do you want to, uh, go over some end of the season stuff or do you want to save that for another time? Uh, like what? I don't know, like breakout player. player. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Now, now we now let's let's do that in the next podcast. Okay, that's fine. Um, any other talking points then? Anything you want to touch on? Mister Daddy Sibayos and Nacho renew. I hope I hope Nacho renews too. Um, if Nacho doesn't renew, who would be someone you'd be interested in? I have a clear person in mind. What do you say? And Rafa Marine. Rafa Marine. Okay, I had someone completely different. Can you guess who I have in mind? Probably Benjamin Pavar. No, I no, I do think that's a great shout, but no, it's a it's it's a very um. This player would never accept this role, but if he did, it would be a fucking wet dream. Sergio Ramos for choice center back. 
Um, I mean, I don't like to. Uh, I mean, I I understand that pick, but I just I don't want to look at the pass anymore. I don't want to be there. No, me neither. But like, if he was okay being fourth choice center back to get a leader like him back in the squad would be very nice. Yeah, I honestly see your point because our players are pussies. Yeah, and we have, yeah, we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of older players going out the back door here, um, and we'll continue to leave. So losing someone like Nacho, who will be a natural voice, yes, who's a natural voice in the locker room, natural leader. I think it'd be nice. Um, Anybody other than Frimpong you want to see brought in? Anybody else? Any other positions in need you think? Because the only the only position we haven't been linked to with is right back, um, and Frimpong to me is the clear favorite in my head. I can't think of a single right back other than Frimpong. That's the problem. Maybe Malo Gusto, but Chelsea already picked him up. Exactly. Like a Maybe Reece James, but if it's if Reece James is reasonable, but it's not going to be. Nope, never. Uh, anything else? Nope. That all would right. be all. You want to reconvene next week? Absolutely. All righty. Well, thank you all for listening. Call of Duty, not a Moss. And, you know, it was a it was a fun, it was an okay season at best. But, uh, you know, bright times are ahead. I'll see yeah, you. Yeah. I mean, I just want to say I'm, I'm, I'm missing Real Madrid already. Yeah, me too. Might have to watch some older games and, you know, talk about them. Older games are just not from this season. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, like, maybe watch my boy Ozil. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The GOAT. All right, I'll talk to you. Okay. Peace.